the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Amen. Let's lift our Bibles up and say this. Say, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Come on, really mean it this time. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let's welcome the first lady of this house. Amen. Amen. I have been, I'm just so grateful to be here with you this morning. It's still morning. Yes, it is. Yay. Um, I'm so grateful to be here with you today to share the word of God, to share some encouragement with you and to um, uh, give you some, uh, a a double click, if you will, if you're a technical person, a little dry drill down on some of the things that um, our pastor has been talking about in terms of going into new places transforming our minds, new governments, new mindsets, really speaking. The Lord really uh, showed me some things as, as Pastor Tim has been teaching us. He showed me some things that he asked me to open up for us to explore. And really, um, I'm going to be going quite a bit in the book of Exodus and also in Numbers today and, and, ta- and thinking about the journey that the Israelites and Moses made as they were preparing to enter into the promised land. Uh, Before we do that, I just want to say another prayer. I know we're praying a lot today, which is a good thing. Um, I want to pray over my words and over myself, if you don't mind. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that, and then we'll jump right in. So, Lord, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to just impart your word. God, I thank you for carrying me all this way to be able to say these words today, especially at a time, God, when many like me are not welcome to share the word. I thank you, God, for the honor to be able to do that in this house. And I thank you for, I honor my husband for allowing that and supporting me as I walk forward in my assignment before you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And so we are going to start off with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a um, look at Moses. Uh, many times, uh, many of you may not know this, but um, in times past, over the last eight years, I have been leading an organization uh, that's called Love Never Fails that addresses the issue of human trafficking. And many times, as I've gone through that process, the Lord um, has brought someone to me that says that you're a modern day Moses, Vanessa. That's something that people have spoken over me. And um, if you know anything about Moses, you know that he's not able to enter into the promised land. So every time someone says that, I'm like, I don't know if I like that one. I don't know if I want to be a modern day Moses. I want to go in. 
But um, but what I what I what I see there, there's some things that I see that I appreciate. And I think that we're in a time where God is really speaking to us about transforming uh, transformation and about being available to God to do the things that he wants to do. But before I dig a little bit more into that, I want to talk about this man, Moses. So let me just set the kind of set the stage for you. It really starts in Exodus, the book of Exodus. And when we look in Exodus 2, um, I'm, I'm not going to drill down there. I'm actually going to start looking a little more deeply in the word in Exodus 4, but I'm going to paraphrase for you. In Exodus 2, uh, Moses, or summarize rather, uh, Moses actually is born. And it's during a time when the Hebrews are outnumbering, starting to outnumber the Egyptians. And the Egyptians are becoming very concerned because there are, there are more births of Hebrew children than Egyptian children. And they recognize that if they allow this to go unchecked, that the Egypt, the uh, Hebrews will actually overpower them and be able to fight, beat them in battle. And so what happens is the Pharaoh determines that um, certain children are going to be killed. Certain children are going to, in particular boys, are going to be killed uh, so that they, the only ones that are left are the women which are easier to subdue and make into slaves and, and servants and wives. And so let's get all of the men out of the way. Um, and so uh, uh, what happened is Moses' mom, trying to save him from death, put him in a basket in the Nile River. And Pharaoh's wife happened to be down in the river on that day and encountered Moses there. And when she picked Moses up, um, she ironically, her handmaiden was actually uh, was actually Moses's mom. So when she picked him up out of the water, she named him and she named him in Egyptian language. She named him Moshe, which is Moses, which actually means son. Um, but it also, the other meaning of it, according to the word of God, is that it means that I picked him out of the water. I picked him up. There's a significance to his name, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And there's a significance to him being scooped out of the water. There's something about Moses and the water that keeps coming up over and over again as you look through the book of Exodus. It's, it's, it's astonishing and numbers how much he has interactions with water. So he starts off there in the Nile River. And he's picked up and his, his Pharaoh's wife says, Moshe, I'm going to name him Moshe, son. Also, I picked him up out of the water. And she gives him to her handmaiden who she doesn't know is actually his mom. Because in those times, the Pharaoh's wife was not fraternizing, wasn't hanging out with her handmaidens. So she didn't know. She thought maybe the baby she gave birth to was at home. She didn't realize that she had to put that baby in a basket. And so she took Moses and she raised him for herself. Fast forward, Moses begins to realize that he's actually a Hebrew. And he begins to get offended that the people are abusing, the Egyptians are abusing Hebrews. And so one day he decides that he's going to murder one of the Egyptians. And he flees from, well, he begins, he stays actually in the area until one of the Hebrews ousts him and says, I saw you killing that Egyptian because he was kind of trying to tell that guy what to do. And he goes, what are you going to do? Kill me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? Okay, so that's the summary. Okay, so that's the setting. So as we walk into Exodus 4, we're going to start there in Exodus 4. Um, we're going to see that Moses runs away um, and he is out in the wilderness for some time and really not, um, he's really not um, doing, uh, operating in his calling. Um, he's just kind of wandering around and eventually, what happens is Jesus, uh, the Lord comes to him in a burning bush. And when he comes to him in the burning bush, he says, and did I give you guys, um, did I give you Exodus 4? I did. Okay. So he comes to him in a burning bush. I think that's actually, 
wrong. Let me just double check here. Um, where is it? He comes to an, in a burning bush and he says to him, um, the Lord speaks to him. Oh, here we go. The Lord speaks to him in Moses. I'm sorry. In Exodus four, he says, um, he says it's actually three and four. So he, he comes to him in a burning bush, but I'm going to start at four one. He says, uh, the Lord is speaking to him and asking him to go back to Egypt to set his people free, because that's part of the promise that God has had, has always spoken over the Hebrews. He's always told them that he is going, he's going, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's always going to be there for you. He's always going to deliver you. By the way, that's another uh, name for Moses. Many people have referred to him as deliverer. So that's another name for him. And so here you see in Exodus four, uh, Moses has been asked by God to go back into Egypt and to set his people free. And Moses says, it says here, Moses protested. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? So as he's talking to the Lord, he has a lack of confidence in himself. He does not believe that he can actually do what God is sending him to do. And so he's asking God to help him, to establish him, to equip him with tools or with, with uh, uh, something outside of himself that will give him the confidence that he needs to actually do what God is telling him to do. And it says here, then the Lord asked him, what is in your hand? For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And he replies, a, step, a shepherd's staff, Moses replies. And he says, throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw it, threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. And Moses jumped back. And then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and turned back into the shepherd's and turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. And it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. And then they will believe that the Lord, the Lord of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob really has appeared to you. And then the Lord said to Moses, now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand in his cloak and then he took it out again and his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease. So now put it back in your cloak. And the Lord said, so Moses put his hand back in or the Lord said, and so Moses put his hand back in. And when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. And he says, the Lord said to Moses, if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, then they will be convinced by the second. And if they don't believe you or listen to you, even after these two signs, then take some water. Hello. From the Nile River and pour it out on the dry ground. And when you do this, the water from the Nile will turn to blood on the ground. Okay, he says, but Moses pleaded with him. So he's still, he got three things, y'all. He got three things. And he still, but I don't, but, but Lord, who makes, he says here, 
Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord, I am not very good with words. I have never been and I am not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. But Moses pleaded, (laughs) Lord, please send anyone else. Any of you afraid to do public speaking? Any of you? Would you be the one saying, no, no, no. Like how many, five times now he's having to convince him, right? The Lord became angry with Moses. All right. He said, what about your brother, Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He'll be delighted to see you. So from there, he actually gives him Moses. So the title of my message today is a man and a staff, the rock and the water. And what we're going to be talking about is how God sometimes has to give us things to get us started in our ministry. But those things are not the things that are going to carry us into the promised land. So as we talk about the man and the staff, notice We have to acknowledge that uh, Moses was a man who had been abandoned, whose mother had to hide that she was his mother. So she had to probably had to uh, protect or protect her feelings. And even at times watch as her son was treated in a certain kind of way because she could not show that that was actually her child. In addition, she, he was a person that had to watch the abuse of his own people and deny that those were his people and live his entire life that way. Does, has anyone ever experienced that? Has anyone ever watched a mother get abused or watched a loved one get abused but not have the power to do anything about it? Maybe you yourself are someone who has been abused and you did not have a voice in it. That's what Moses was experiencing. He didn't even, he didn't even have the right to his own identity. He wasn't even able to say, um, with, 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 um, with any kind of, um, he wasn't able to say it at all, but any pride, certainly not that I am a Hebrew, that I, 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 this, this is my lineage. This is why I look like this. This is why my eyes are this way. My nose is this way. There was, there's something about being pulled away from your people that is very, um, very painful. So this is a man who had a low self-esteem, who was struggling with his identity, who, who had to be convinced by God to do what he was being called to do. God came to him in a burning bush. I mean, how much more do you need to know that God is talking to you? He, the bush was burning. Then he came. Then he's like, okay, he starts talking to him. I need you to do this. I want you to go this. Oh, I can't. How will they know? Well, you, uh, let me give you this, this staff that turns into a snake. Then you're going to grab it by the tail. It's going to turn back into a staff. Then I'm going to give you a cloak. You're going to put your hand in it. It's going to go. It's going to become leprous. Then you're going to put your hand in it. It's going to get healed. So now you have a healing cloak. How many of you needed more? How many of you would need more? How many? You would still? Okay, you're being honest. So, so, then, so then you got that. Then, uh, then after that, you still need Aaron to come with you. And, and you know what? That's okay. That's all right. God, he loves us so much that he lets us go back and forth with him like that. He lets us be honest with him like that. And I want to set some folk free today. I want you to, I want you to be free to know that it's okay that you're afraid to walk in that beginning thing that God has assigned to you. If that's where you're at in your life and you need him to give you a staff and you need him to give you a cloak and you need him to give you to show you that he can turn the water to blood and you need him to show you who you are. That's okay. You can have that conversation with God. He will take you through it and even provide you an errand that will be at your side as you go in. So there you were, you have the man and you have the staff 
and that and the cloak and Aaron and everything has been established. And he then goes back to the Hebrews and he says, I am here to set you free. And he even declares it to Pharaoh. And one of the things about Moses's character is that he's a person of justice. He's a person that stands up for people that cannot stand up for themselves, partially because he's assigned, but partially because there's a fire in him. It's part of his personality. And so he goes and he starts to talk to um, the Pharaoh and he starts to say, if you will, you know, the Lord is not pleased with you and the things that you're doing. If you continue to do them, these different things are going to happen to you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at an example of that in, in Exodus seven. So let's turn there, Exodus seven, and we're going to look at 14. And, and, and so um, we're going to talk about this time when God uses uh, Moses to turn the Nile River to blood. So he says here in 14, then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to the Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river and stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to tell you, let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now, you have refused to listen to him. So this is what the Lord says. I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand and the river will turn to blood. The fish will die in it and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink any water from the Nile. And then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, take your staff, raise your hand over the waters of Egypt, all of the rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs, turn all the water to blood. Everywhere in Egypt, the water will turn to blood, even the water stored in the wooden bowls and stone pots. So this actually happened. You want to talk about Halloween? You want to talk about blood? A scary scene? In your pots, the water in your pots turns to blood. How would you like that? And smells bad. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. This is some real stuff. This is not that other stuff that, it, that everyone's uh, so mesmerized by. This is what we need to be afraid of right here. Offending the true and living God. So coming into his hands. And so there you have the plague of the blood that happens. And there you have Moses and Aaron with the staff. And so this staff, this staff is used to part the Red Sea. This staff is used to institute plagues or implement plagues. In the battle of Rephidim, this staff, when it was held up, they were winning the, um, the, uh, the, the, the uh, battle against the Amalekites. When the staff was held, was put down and the hands were put down, they were losing the battle of the, uh, against the Amalekites. So there's this thing about this staff and Moses. Now, how many of you, as I was looking at the staff, I began to feel like it might be a crutch. 
Any of you think about that staff in that way? There's a power in it, but as you're going to see, there's a place where God starts to take Moses and try to take him, and it's away from relying on the staff. It's more realizing that it is the God that powers the staff that we need to be submitted to, that we need to be thinking about. And when God speaks, when he says, go, that's enough. We don't need a staff and we don't need a cloak and we don't need blood to be a water to turn into blood. We just need the word of the Lord to tell us to go. And then we know that it is time. And so there we saw in Exodus 7, the the establishing of this power between Moses and Aaron and the staff. But now I want to take you to Exodus 17. Exodus 17 introduces us to the rock. And the rock here is a very, um, is a metaphor. Many, um, um, many scholars have talked about how what happens in this particular script, uh, scripture is really speaking about what is to come with Jesus. Okay. So let's look at, let's look at this. It says here, uh, Exodus 17 at the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin, which is short for Sinai and moved from place to place. Eventually they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. Okay. So the people I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go down a little bit, uh, a little bit here. The people are moaning and groaning. In four, it says that Moses cried out to the Lord after the people have been moaning and groaning and saying, Where, there's no water to drink here. There's no water. The, the, the Moses cries out to the Lord and says, what should I do with these people? I'm in four. They are ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, walk out in front of the people and take your staff. The one you use when you struck the water of the Nile. And call some of the elders of Israel to join you. And I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai. And I will and strike the rock and water will come gushing out. And then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the walk as he was told and water gushed out uh, as the elders looked on. And he says here, um, he goes on to name this a place. It's Massa. Moses named the place Massa which means test because he was, um, you know, the people had really tested God. It says people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord here with us or not? So um, here we have a foreshadowing of Jesus coming of Jesus, who is our rock coming and him establishing that the Lord is with us, that the Lord is for us, that the Lord is present with us. Here we see a groaning and mumbling people that have been provided for over and over and over again. And yet, and yet they've been taken out of slavery. They're still grumbling again because this is the way that we are. We continue to mumble and grumble even though God has taken us such a long way. And, um, and, and, and so what happened there is he struck the rock in the same way that Jesus was struck when he was placed on the cross. And out of that rock came a living water, a living water that some call salvation and some call the Holy Spirit. So this water that came out of the rock is the water. I'm going to spend most of my time today talking about that water that came out of the rock. But I want you to see that there is a process that God is taking us through and walking us through these, this identity, Moshe, the deliverer, this person who's about justice, who also has a background of rejection and abandonment, who has a background of identity, an identity crisis that he's dealt with and how he, the Lord wants to take that kind of person, a person like you and me and challenge us to not keep coming back to the same old Thing. 
back to the staff, back to the cloak, back to the things that God did in the past. But now we're in a new season. He's giving us new gifts. He's giving us new water. He's going to wash. He's washing over us with a new anointing. And it's time for us to move into that. It's time for us to grab hold of the new thing. So let, let's move to Numbers 20. Um, one thing, just um, I like to do research, and I found out that when the, um, is, when the Hebrews were in, the Israelites were in um, the wilderness, they had, it, these, these are scholarly uh, opinions, but they went to 42 places. For, it's called 42 stations. So as they were going around for 40 years, they were in, um, they were into 42 locations. And you can actually notice if you want to research that all the places in the Bible that tell you where they went and the different things that they did. I like to, for me, just saying that they were out there in the wilderness all these years, it's hard for me to grasp it. I don't know if you're the same way, but I like to know, oh, they went down to A Street, and then they went over to Tennyson, and then they went to the store and talked to so-and-so. That makes it more real for me. And so I would encourage you, if you're like me, study the Bible in that way. It's very helpful. That's just, that was for free. Okay, so numbers... Let's move to Numbers 20. Let's move to Numbers 20. And we're going to look at this second time now that God is going to ask Moses to respond to the people who are grumbling about not having enough water. So here we are in Numbers 20. It says here, in the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin. And some, there's some speculation that this is maybe another, a duplicate story of the one where he struck the rock in Mount Sinai. Two different locations, very far away from each other. This one is the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. That's Moses' sister. Um, one thing, Moses is from the line of the Levites. And, um, and so he was, um, his brother was Aaron, Miriam. And so just, just, uh, they come from a, a background of worship. They come from a background of keeping the church and keeping things in order. So again, that speaks some more to his personality. But as we were looking here uh, in number two, it says here, there was, again, was no water for the people to drink at that place. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, if we had only died in the Lord's presence with their brothers, why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into this wilderness to die along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates and no water to drink. How many of you would just be like, I'm done and I'm out? For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down on the ground. And then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. 
And the Lord said to Moses, you and Aaron, here he goes again, must take the staff. Must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So I want to tell you a, a quick personal story, um, and uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a funny thing about me. And again, I think this is one of the reasons why people have pro- you know s- spoken that you're you're kind of like a modern day Moses, um, <laughs> which is why I'm like I don't know if I'm getting into the promised land. But anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, when you are working with somebody who has a lot of trauma, you'll find that they often go back to the person who's been abusing them, to the drugs that they've been using, to the bad circumstances. And I am an A-type personality, so I like to get in like a military operation and blow stuff up and, and, <laughs> and fix things and just kind of analyze the whole thing and go, okay, we need all these things. Da, 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 da. We need all these things. We're going to put all that little plan in place and we're going to get this together. That's the way I, you know, I operate. And so uh, one thing I've learned very quickly in running Love Never Fails is it doesn't work like that. When you humans don't work like that, you can't go to someone, even though they may be getting sold, they may be a survivor of human trafficking. They may actually be actively sold. They may be in an abusive relationship being beaten every day. They may have be uh, raped by a family member. They may be, um, their parents may be abusing them. Guess what? An abused child, the number one thing that abused children need, ask for that are being abused by their parents to be with their parents. They want their parents. And you're going, why do we want the thing that is hurting us so much. And so there's this aggressiveness that we can operate in and trying to fix things that is not the way that God would order our footsteps. There's a way that God will lead people to him. And it's usually through his loving kindness and his long suffering and the way that he keeps coming back to us, and the way that he keeps reaching for us, and the way that he runs after us, and the way that he kicks doors down, and the way that he loves us even when we turn our back on him. And so this is the part that is kind of funny because he says, Moses says to the people when he, and one thing I have to say about Moses is he gets on his face and he prays. He always asks God, God, what do I do? These people are unhappy. And he asks them for, he asks God for direction. He really has a heart that wants to do the right thing. But in this particular situation, he says here, um, in, in nine and 20, um, numbers 29, he says, so Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. And then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather the rock. And then he says, listen, you rebels, <laughs> must we bring you water from this rock? And then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice, bam, bam, with the staff and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. Sounds great, right? Water came out. Not so much. Why? Because God had instructed him to speak to the rock. And this is the shift that I want y'all to grab a hold of. There are, God may have done something a certain way for you all this while. But now he's calling you. You can still have your staff in your hand, but he wants you to now speak to the rock. He wants you to speak to the rock. And what to me, what this is an indicator of is that we are in a time of grace. We are in a period where we have transitioned from justice, from works, from earning every little piece that we got to salvation, and to the water, to the living water, to the Holy Spirit, 
The Holy Spirit has come to us to wash us, to cleanse us, and to guide us to a different, a new place in him. The Holy Spirit, he's, he, 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 he is a person that is speaking to us and moving us in different directions that we had never considered before. Amen? There are things that God is asking us to do that we have never even contemplated. Some of the things that I've looked at here in terms of the living water, if we go to Isaiah 12, 2, and I think, I don't know if you guys were able to pull that up, but if you, if you go to Isaiah 12, 2, you'll see that God is, when he has give us, given us the Holy Spirit, which is the living water, he's given us such a, a blessing, such a gift such a gift that we we need to uh, really grab hold of it. It says here, with joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. So first, he's given us salvation um, in, 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 through his son, through the rock. He's given us salvation. And there we have a fountain. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a fountain. It's a reservoir. It's a big, lifelong supply of all that we need and all that we could ever hope for is coming to us in the form of the Lord's sacrifice for our lives, saving us, but not just leaving us there, telling us that I'm giving you a water. I'm giving you a water that rinses, that cleanses, and that carries, that washes over all the things that were in the past, all of the insecurities, all of the things that we said we could not do. He's giving us a newness that we we have to grab hold of, but it's not going to be through the rod that we're going to get that wholeness. It's going to be through the love and the sacrifice in that we find in that salvation and through that living water that we're going to grab hold of and say, take me, take me down the river, take me down and wash me and help me to walk exactly in what the flow that you're asking me to get into. Also in Isaiah 58, 11, Isaiah 58, 11, he says here, in Isaiah 58, 11, he says, um, the Lord will guide you con- continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. This is something we must know. God will do that for us. And something that, that I think um, our poor Moses, Moshe, uh, our son, deliverer, one of the things that I think that he has struggled with, and I too can relate, is he struggled with thinking that he had too much on his shoulders. He felt burdened. It was too much. You don't strike out like that unless you're taking too much on to yourself. You don't, you don't reach out in that way unless you are, um, you are, you feel resentful. And when that resentment shows up, then we know that you're going above and beyond the grace that God has given you to do the thing that you've been called to. Because there are things, let me tell you, uh, last week uh, I was out, uh, I, I was out on a street outreach uh, on Friday evening. We went up, went up to Sacramento uh, and we ended up, we, we thought we were going to be out there just for a couple of hours just for three hours to do ministry to the women and the men that are exploited there on Stockton in Sacramento, on Stockton Street in Sacramento. And um, when we arrived, the Lord immediately told me, you're not going to be out there very long. You're actually going to go somewhere else. I was like, okay. And we ended up going to a worship service that was at this church. A pastor had called the worship service, and it was at 10 o'clock at night until midnight. And it was just a spontaneous thing that the Lord had put on his heart. And when I got there, um, I was I, I really wasn't in the mood for it, to be honest with you. I was I had my mind I had it locked in what I always do. My staff. Oh, this is what I this is how we do this. We get out here. We pray. We got our little kids together. We go in and I, 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 I really wanted to keep everything static. But when I got out there, the Lord said, you're not going to do that today. And I went into this worship service and there's all these people there and they're going crazy for Christ. And I'm like, this is awesome. Okay, Lord, I'll I'll do do this. I'll, I'll do worship. I'll dance. Yeah, cool. So I start doing that. So midnight comes and I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm tired. I got, I got to be somewhere at, uh, I think I had to be somewhere at nine o'clock the next morning. I got to go. The Lord said, no, you got to wait. 
To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. I'm like, I got to wait. He's like, yeah, wait. So there on the stage uh, was the executive director of City of Refuge. And she was a, she's a worship leader for this church. And she was uh, praying over people and imparting the anointing of a worship leader to people. And so I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm supposed to talk to her um, and say goodbye to her before I leave. And she's praying for people. So I'm just going to wait until she finishes praying. And so she's got this prayer line, 1230. I'm like, can we do this prayer expeditiously? Can we get this prayer, like one minute prayer, please? So it's 1230. I'm like, I got to be somewhere at nine o'clock in the morning. Lord, He said, you're going to wait. Like, okay, I'm going to wait. So 1245 in the morning, he says, uh, she, she finishes praying. I go up to her. Literally, guys, as I get to her, I reach my hand out. This lady comes from here and says, we got a girl. We're both like, look at each other. Come. She's in the office. We just, we just, we got a girl. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she gets me. This lady doesn't know that I'm the executive director of Love Never Fails. She knows that, that Rochelle is running her own nonprofit to address human trafficking. So here you have two executive directors of two nonprofits that fight against human trafficking getting ready to touch. And someone says, we got a girl. So we turn around and we go into this office. There in the office is a young lady who's 100 pounds, had been beaten and thrown out by the trash in the back of the church. Had been sold in L.A. and Sacramento for the past month. And I'm going, okay, what just happened here? And I, Rochelle is like, oh my gosh, if this ain't God, what are the chances of you being here at the same time I'm here and the church is never open at that time? The, the Lord told the pastor to call prayer meeting and we're all there. So we begin to minister to this girl. Guess where she's from? Livermore. So I happened to be in Sacramento to minister to a young lady from Livermore. We took her home that night. We got her home at five o'clock in the morning. I got home at 522. I woke up at eight o'clock in the morning, got my shower and got to my meeting by nine o'clock the next day. I share that with you to say, we're in a time where God wants to flex us. He doesn't need us relying on things that worked in the past. He needs us to move in to the new thing that he's calling us to do. He needs us to move in. And he needs us to not be stuck in our minds, stuck by fear, stuck by the way that we are feeling about the situation. 
Let us not be like Moses and be so resentful that we are doing something because we haven't gotten free in what God wants to get us. He wants to get us free. He said, speak to the rock, don't hit it. So if we are really ready to do what God says do, we got to be prepared to do the new thing he's told us to do so we can produce the fruit that he's trying to produce in us. So I want to pray for a new release over each of you. And I want to pray for freedom from religious activities and tradition. I want us to get free and get into the water. So we're going to do that. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, first of all, God, allowing us to come together here as brothers and sisters before you and to know that we all need a staff and we all need a cloak and we all need uh, miracles. We've all needed them to know that you were real. None of us had faith so big that we didn't realize that we we could just go out and do these things, God. So we we know that we're dependent on these things. But God, I pray that you would get us loose from them. God, that we would move in a different direction so that we just know that we know that we know that you are God and that you have called us to this new thing in this new place, in this new season. And God, there is nothing that we need any further. There's no one that we need uh, that we need to validate who we are. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.